you want to start with feedback? really where you want to start tell me a bit more about the pain in your ear recording and editing this episode is what gave me the pain in my ear welcome if that is a suitable word to nothing to see here with Darren and Stephen, the feedback episode. Does that sound like I care? Can we talk about the feedback? You want that's where you want to start with feedback. Is that really where you want to start? Yes. I am up for starting there. If you are, yes. Is that really where you want to start? Absolutely. Okay, you need to give me a second. Wanna know how much you love us? Oh. Then give us feedback. Feedback. Okay, welcome to the feedback. So it's been a busy week, Stephen. It's almost like you knew I was gonna do this. We genuinely haven't talked about this, by the way. But it's was... it's like we're a little bit intrigued. So it's been a busy week. Stephen would That's describe absolutely appalling. How dare you? That's a proper genius. I, I, can't, I can't work with people like you. Again, hang on. No! Wanna know how much you love us? Then give us feedback. Feedback! Uh, See, which, at which point everybody just turns off? Describe what's in my hand, Stephen. Feedback. A lot, how much feedback, Stephen? Three pages. Four pages. Four and three pages, yeah. So... Do you want to read it out? Yeah, why not? <clears throat> so, um, this one... Oh, you're not going to read it out. Yeah, no, I am. Why does Darren insist on pretending he is educated and middle class? Listen to his accent. There are three... You just made that up. This is not. No, I haven't. This is from the Codfather. I mean, I wouldn't want this man as my therapist. I mean, he can't be a therapist, surely. I mean, he's an actor. And like working class people, by definition, that must make him a terrible therapist. I'm not sure what he cut his finger with, but he's clearly exposed his own ignorance by calling it a sushi knife, as no such thing exists. Do allow me to explain. There are three types of sashimi, not sushi knife, for slicing fish. The yanagaba. <laughs> it's not the yanagaba. It just lost most of the audience. The Yanagibi, the Takohiki, and the Fukuhiki. What about the Shatiapi? Let me tell you about the Yanagibi, Stephen. That's a sashimi knife for cutting and filleting fish or ham with a pull stroke. It's got a slim blade in the shape of a willow leaf or cantana. The Takohiki, Stephen, that's square-shaped, longer-blade sashimi knife, designed for the same purpose as the Yanagibi, uh, and it's, but it's not for slicing taco which uh, for those people that don't know, that is octopus, but it's for making sashimi. Finally, Stephen, we've got the fuguhiki, which is a sashimi knife for a specific purpose, originally designed for cutting and slicing tessa, which is blowfish sashimi. It's a blade shape, it's similar to yanagibi, but has a narrower blade, width and thinner blade. I hope this is helpful. Kind regards, the codfather. That is so unhelpful. Well, I don't think that's really helpful. I mean, I, I honestly think, by, is that a friend of yours? 
I have no idea. Uh, it was just in it was just in the email inbox. Um, thanks, Codfolk, because that is helpful. Because I genuinely have a sashimi knife. I know I'm working class, but I worked as a as a chef for a while, so I know how to do shift stuff. In it, you've just written your own feedback, haven't you? Don't be ridiculous. This one Rex. is from Rustine Jind. Just finished listening. It's a refresh, refreshingly hilarious. I haven't even had anything to drink yet. It's a refreshingly hilarious conversation that blatantly ignores the topic set before it, which perhaps gives it some added reality. One might ask, was the topic even necessary? However, to summarise, you've created something you may not have realised or intended, but certainly did not craft, for it is spontaneous. An example, a demonstration, a revealing, something that shows us that life is in relationship, death is in disconnect. Luckily, you have no disconnect with can't remember his name. Uh, so no death ever. Truth right there. This one. The fact that that person has said can't remember his name, it just 100% confirms you've written these yourself. <laughs> That's absolutely not true. This one is from Nicholas Heffner. I feel you both needed to have a clearly long overdue catch up before you started the podcast. You were clearly in the need of a chat rather than wanting to make a podcast. And also, life and death was in fact not touched upon other than the odd reminder that that was what your podcast was supposed to be about. Maybe you need a script or maybe you should simply abandon the idea altogether. Either way, I would like to not listen to it ever again. Thank you, Nicholas. This one's from Duncan. A heartwarming glimpse into the life and friendship of two very sad and obviously very damaged, if funny, people. Indeed, it's notable how the less able Darren uses insults to disguise his clear infatuation, deep admiration and obvious overwhelm in being in the presence of the brilliance that is Stephen. Well, that one's bullshit. Anyway, uh, and this one's from Mike Hunt. Uh, spent a long time waiting for <coughs> meaningful insight into life and death. But instead was bombarded with self-promotion and fundraising. Please, really. This one... It's from oh. Catherine Unt. I prefer <laughs> Stephen's solo podcasts as Darren talks too much and talks a load of rubbish and he's nasty to you, Stephen. Do you know what? Actually, I couldn't agree more with that. And I'm really grateful for that bit of feedback because obviously it's telling us what we do. You're playing such a dangerous game here. <laughs> how, long did that, how long did that take for you to write? What are you talking about? You've written all of those. No, I haven't. Based on some information I've given you from some of the feedback I've had from my friends. This is all genuine feedback, Stephen. I don't know why you're destroying... And because one of them was a bit negative, you're just bitter and twisted. I certainly wouldn't want him as a therapist. Surely actors are not therapists. They might be good at analysing another person, but they aren't very good at stepping back and not being the centre of attention. Also... They are very good at talking a load of crap when analysing a play in too much detail. So not ideal for a therapist. Thank you, Peter Ness, for that one. Um, Arnold Holy uh, says that... Um, oh, God. Just stop. Please. Just stop. Basically... My friends all said you talk too much. <laughs> and you self-promote too much. Basically, that was, if you're going to put my friends' criticisms into a kernel, it's that. And you're just bitter. So Arnold Holy says, 
<laughs> and Darren's sense of humour, a bit too unstable for me, obviously, he came across as a bit competitive, appearing a bit too smug with his bookshop puns. Uh, Arnold Holy likes the fact that you sort of stopped that competition by dismissing the puns of bookshops as not a thing. And, and that it was more the world of, you know, hairdressing and fish and chips. I would like to correct this bit of feedback. I'm all for a bit of feedback, if it's correct. Uh, it, that's not true. You just couldn't think of any bookshop puns and then you got distracted, which I love, which is why I did conscious callback for it. Because believe it or not, most of what we do here is quite conscious. Um, However, Aunt Polly did love the Agatha mention. So if you can, Stephen, if you can mention a bit more Agatha Christie, because I think we might up our audience figures. So can we have a bit what? You know that story that you told in both your own podcast and this podcast that you read half an Agatha Christie. If you can tell that anecdote again, because that one seems to be quite popular. I can't believe, I just cannot believe you've done this to me. God, this is going to be such hard work. So, did anyone else who actually knows you and exists as real people give you any feedback, Darren? I've read you the feedback. Do you have any friends? Do I have any friends? So this one is from Tracy Stamp. Uh, and it's about Mark Rylance. Because uh, apparently, uh, Tracy Stamp found... Um, my attitude uh, towards Mark Rylance a little bit sycophantic and annoying. Um, and apparently Tracy Stamp, she wouldn't describe Mark Rylance as incredibly skilled or whatever Darren said. Um, and Tracy Stamp also doesn't think that uh, someone can be taught to act. It's inherent in them. I would take issue with that. Um, Where do you know Tracy from? Oh, I don't. This is just part of our general fan base that's already grown. I'm fascinated to know how these people got your email. See, I don't understand how someone with such a brilliant mind can stay locked in to a house and only go... I am busy. ...to the co-op, when you say that, only go to the co-op for two minutes. I'm busy. Yeah, busy writing fantasy feedback emails. You and your alternative truth. You and your isms. It's like, it's not okay. With all of this, it's not. Actually, these people took the time. There was a lot of effort. These people, these people took time and effort, not only to listen to whatever the fuck this is, they then took time and effort to write about it and you're dismissing it as made up. I am not sure how my sister, how my best friend, how my another friend, how somebody I met in the co-op when we were socially distancing, how the guy that works at Forest Hill train station, uh, how Steve the cleaner, who is genuine, would, would, I mean, they're all genuine, but how are any of those people going to feel when they listen to this, when they take the effort to listen to this episode and you're saying they don't exist? My sister exists. Is she so? We haven't heard from your sister. Oh, yeah. Was she Philippa? I changed her name to protect the truth. She's called Nicholas Heffernan. Oh, she's Tracy. No, she's called... Nicholas what? So I called her Nicholas Heffernan. Genuine bit of feedback. Do you think I would make any of this up? No, 
I don't have the time to do that. What I did was collate all of the feedback and change people's names. Now you're telling everybody that the tooth fairy doesn't exist. So not only have you told all our listeners Father Christmas doesn't exist, you're now fucking up the tooth fairy for them. What, what sort of world are you trying to create by pissing on people's dreams? You are bitter, Stephen Thompson. Bitter and twisted. Did anyone say anything good about you in the podcast? About me? Don't Even be, your own sister? Ridiculous. Why, why would they? <laughs> I think we should move to the next section. Just give me a sec. just love that music off my podcast so this is the review section Stephen uh now I have a question for you is that piece of music suitable for review section in a podcast <laughs> yes it's really suitable for a review section in a podcast b no, of course it's not. It's massively inappropriate because in no way does it relate to the context of what you're about to do or what you're about to talk about or what you're about to say. It's way out of proportion or, and there's an absolute disconnect between the content of your section and the music itself. Or C, maybe. Or D, it's been completely plagiarised because you're too lazy to think up your own. Fine, go and research your own music. Oh, no, 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 Stephen. I have done my own jingle. Oh, God. Bum, 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 ooh. We're gonna review you. Yes, Stephen. On today's review section, might become a weekly fixture, we're going to review Stephen Thompson's podcast. That's so unfair. I'm feeling a little sensitive because we've got quite a lot of feedback this week. So I thought I'd do a bit of research on how to ensure that you review something properly. I mean, I've written reviews over the years, but apparently years of qualification and experience don't count for anything if somebody holds a prejudice about who should be allowed to do what and who shouldn't be allowed to do what. So I thought I'd do a bit of research and, and you know, how should one review a podcast? Describe what you heard. Well, describe it. You're the one that's criticising my podcast. What I heard... <laughs> Stephen Thompson, if you... Let's, let's do a role play. Let's do a role play. No, just get on with it. We'll do a bit of chair work. We call it in therapy. Uh... If you start chair work, I'm going to the toilet. Get on with it. Let's imagine that you're me. How am no, I? I'm not. How am I going to doing chair work? How am I going to respond to that question? Uh, I've listened to almost all of the episodes. My, no one was forcing you. My first question is: Describe what you heard. What do you imagine I'm going to say in this bit? Was it a? Is it A, you're going to say it's a brilliant podcast, or B, are you going to say I am never going to get the minutes listening to that, those podcast episodes back again? 
what I heard C C maybe <laughs> what I heard was the ramblings of Norman Bates's mother yeah good that's what it's meant to be but the thing is the next question next question if you're going to set up, so the next question is context. Where? Talk about the writer. Context. Apparently, the context is neighbour watching. Whoever knew that anybody thought that was interesting? But apparently... As I've discovered, all my friends. Uh, so neighbour watching... Which apparently is a thing. That's all right. It's a bit pervy to me. It's the territory of a origami making seducer to me. Um, it's a nice shirt you're wearing. So yeah. So neighbour watching, a bit pervy. However, I think if you're if you're if the premise of your podcast is that you're watching the neighbours, surely what you need in terms of the content is some neighbours. Surely you can't base a whole episode around the fact that your episodes that are based around watching neighbours doesn't have any neighbours. They're not neighbours, they're people walking Isn't that past like a, a meat stew and then realising you forgot to buy some beef? So actually... They are people walking up and down the road. Is vegetables in gravy. Summarise content, form and structure. Oh, Summarise content, form, and structure. Why don't you answer that one? Do you know what your problem is? <laughs> Tell me. You don't know when to stop. <laughs> and also, you say everything three times. I know. That was in another... Look, I've got that one. Hang on. Oh, I've lost my feedback now. Believe me, that was on the feedback um, about the three times thing. Somebody genuinely said that. Um, uh, no one genuinely said anything. It's all lies. I've got friends. You're not the only one with friends. I take this, unlike you, I take this very seriously. You don't even give it any headspace. You, you turn, no. up, turn up on a Friday, you sort, of yeah. you sort of respond to my art, and then I don't hear from you for a week. Because you said we're not allowed to have conversations in the week. Because <laughs> it has to all stay for the podcast or the Zoom cast, as you so brilliantly called it. So you've now pulled apart my friends and you've destroyed my podcast. I haven't even started on the podcast, by the way. You just interrupted and told me that I pushed things too far before I'd even started. But I'm happy to leave it. <laughs> How much have you got to say on it now? What's left? Uh, so I'm doing a BBC sound effects. So, is it, you know, like, a, uh, what I want everyone to visualise, it's like a loo roll. You know, where it just keeps, you know, like, when the Andrex puppy just keeps, like, pulling and pulling. Just answer the question. No, I, I'm answering the question. So, like, can we talk about the music? Why, why, why do you even care about my podcast? Because I care about you. Why do you care about my podcast that you've gone to all this trouble? 
Somebody gave this bit of feedback, Stephen. I told you this. Oh, it was Duncan, wasn't it? Hang on. See if I, let me see if I can find it. Oh, here we are. Duncan. A heartwarming glimpse into the life and friendship of two very sad and obviously very damaged, if funny, people. Nothing damaged about me. It's notable how the less able Darren uses insults to disguise his clear infatuation, deep admiration and obvious overwhelm in being in the presence of the brilliance that is Stephen. Now, I passionately disagree with all of this, but it's a genuine bit of feedback. It's where we are in the podcast today. Pod- Absolutely nothing genuine about that, what's as a, other than you've written it. I don't, I don't know how to respond to any of this. I'm waiting for point four of the review of my podcast. Oh, I've shuffled my papers again now. Stop making me... Sh- oh, there we there are. There isn't a point four. There is. Can we talk about Guy Ritchie? No. I've got a sense you're finding me a little bit difficult today. I'm finding you so difficult, I can't tell you. <laughs> what because I have no idea how I'm going to edit this. You can't sit here during the programme with your editor's head on. That's not going to work. <laughs> You've got to do that. It is. It's not. Who <laughs> wouldn't if you're just on a normal podcast? But you've just gone out of your way to wind me up. Stephen Thompson. Pause the recording. <laughs> no, I'm going to pause the recording. Oh my God, where are you going? Where did you go? I needed headspace. (laughs) Oh my God, I love you. I had to get away from you. <laughs> Do you know what? I sympathise with your position. I can see why you might have needed to a bit of headspace. However, do I regret it? I'm not a member of the Tory party. I can own my mistakes. No, you can't. No, I can. I'm just, I'm just looking for the mistakes that were made. God. Anyway. Yes, my love. The general feedback from my friends was that you talk too much. Do you know what really, really pissed me off was that everybody said you talk too much and then proceeded to say, but what you said about your mysteries uh, project was really interested and they wanted to hear more about it. <laughs> I'm going to stop rocking. It's annoying me. It's annoying me. I feel quite seasick. Oh my God, you've just changed the whole... Okay, so what do we do with this? Because it's like, this is no longer a podcast with you in a rocking chair, sat in front of a window, like Norman Bates' mother. What do we do now? So, play the promotional jingle, Darren. I have no idea what you're talking about. 
Is there nothing you want to promote? Oh, I see. You want me to promote something? Yeah, I'd love oh, you I, to. Oh, I didn't. It's every week. Yes. A very, very important part of the podcast that the listeners are very passionate about is your promotion of something. Okay. Well, usually it's yourself, but occasionally it's other things. Actually, do you know what I'm going to promote today? I read about this and I got all a little bit, um, yeah, I got a bit moist. Uh, I got like a bit moist, authentic. <laughs> I, got, I got moist and authentic uh, when I read this. Uh, and You've actually, now said moist three times. <laughs> I told you I keep doing everything three. Uh, so what I'm going to promote, what I got moist and authentic about is a thing called Project Wingman. Do you know about this? No, I don't, Dan. Do you tell me more? Can you sound a bit more interested? Because actually, it's really fucking brilliant. <laughs> I have genuinely not heard about Project Wingman. Project Wingman. Tell me more. Project Wingman's freaking amazing. So it's all of the furloughed and or the laid off um, airline crew and pilots and stuff from across like every UK airline. So it's not specific to like one airline. And basically what they're doing is they've all come together and they're setting up first class airline lounges in NHS hospitals so that when people come off shift, they get like given tea and cake and sandwiches and basically get looked after by the crew and the pilots um, from all of the various um, airlines. How frigging amazing is that? It's actually real as well because I've just checked. So anyone who wants to check further, it's projectwingman.co.uk. You Look, checked. I helped you out. I helped you out. Check to make sure I was talking the truth. Yeah. Why would, did you check last week that I was talking about Sexual Health London? Yeah. No, you didn't. Not in the moment like you just did then. What's the, why, did you, why would you think I would be making that up? No, I was just checking the website details in case you didn't give them, which you didn't. No, because you interrupted me. Because you did not interrupt you. Talk over me and still the thunder and and the it's just all about you isn't it that's www.projectwingman.co.uk amazing big up people big up can you never say that again <laughs> keep talking Indulge me for a second. That was Nothing to See Here with Stephen and Darren, the feedback edition. We'd like to apologise to listeners whose feedback was used. It must have been awful for them. Thank you for listening and we'll be along again soon. No! Yeah, one little bit, one bit of feedback. Who is the clearly more obviously younger guy? He is amazing. Such articulation, such beauty, such depth. 
touch. <laughs> such profound beauty, such truth, such integrity. I mean, whoever he is, I bet he's fucking fit. Who was that from? My mum. Oh, you've been a bit of a mess today. <laughs>